0: Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we do a Dynasty player price check and we talk our Scrub Pick'em of the Week. All that and more starting now. You are now listening to the
1: Dynasty Rewind.
0: Welcome back to the Dynasty Round, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-hosts,
1: we got Nate, the Professor Christian. Nate, hi. Hey, Mike. I am still, still number two in Scott Fishbowl. I can't believe it because I had a bad week. I only scored 233 points, so my lowest score of the year. Still number two. I'm so excited.
0: I am dead last in my division. (laughs)
2: Well, that makes only one of us on this podcast, so
0: Chev, they might kick me out. And welcome back to the Dinosaur Rewind. We got Chev and Nooney. Chev, I'm gonna give it up for you. You get another one. Appreciate yeah,
2: you. What else do I have over here? We'll get into Uh-oh, that. we later. get some more stuff. Get some more we'll
1: get stuff. The
0: lasers. <laughs> do I have lasers? No, I do have the air one. But anyway, Chev, um, it's been a while since you've been on. And I know you have some news that you wanted to share with all our listeners. So would you like to do that before we get into the episode? <laughs>
2: yeah and the bears won a football game but (laughs) (laughs) sadly um my time uh now is just too busy to do a podcast sadly um it sucks man the last four years have been great um so i'll have to step away and uh let you guys do the thing um i feel like my time is just spent elsewhere helping at the church and doing some other stuff helping in the community and I'm not being, I'm not able to give the time that I need to, to give good advice anymore. So I want to step away while I can. You, you guys can man the show you guys did the last two weeks. It's been great listening to you guys. And sadly it's time to move on. But the last four years have just been a dream um, to everybody that's been listening, man. It's meant so much to me. Um, we still got a show to do, so I'm trying to hold on, hold on tight. But
0: yeah, um, we're gonna miss you, man. You know, oh, love that. you, chef. Don't worry, man.
2: Yeah, I love everybody that's been watching, following. Thank you for all the support. I'm I'm not gonna be gone. I'll still be in the chats, Still be doing some other stuff. Don't know what that looks like quite yet. But thank you, thank you, everybody, for just listening and. For the last four years, which Mike and me started this, and never thought it would get to this. Nope, um, So never. I'm I'm super thankful for everybody that's on the team, everybody that's listen, and you know we we got some we got some we got some price checks to check out today before the show is over though.
0: Is on ten ten. Price mm-hmm. check on Chev and Nooney. You will always be part of the Dynasty Rewind family, no matter what. So, Chev, we're going to miss you. But, like Chev said, he's still going to be around. He might pop in every now and again, time permitting. And listen, you're spending time devoting yourself to the church. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No shame in that. You are a better man than I. I have no soul, I've been told. But speaking of people sucking the soul out of our fantasy football leagues, David Montgomery, it was supposed to be Jameer Gibbs season. Mm. WTF is what we are saying. So, currently, his giving cost is that of a mid-24 second and Jonathan Mingo. So, Chef, we're going to kick it off with you for this episode. Do you believe this cost for the player is higher, lower, or accurate? I think that's important. I think a lot of people, you know, like when we do buy, sell, hold, we've added a void. We've Mm. also added accurate in here, too, which I think is very fair. Tell me why tell me the who's the what's and everything. Go for it, Jeff.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I don't really think we're too far off on the price. I would say it's a little bit lower at the moment, just the way that he's playing and just the way that we have seen the running back position being used in Detroit the last two years. So far, he's the top 10 running back Um, plethora of RB injuries and disappointments this year. So obviously with him having over 22 rushing touches a game, is just absolutely bolstered him up into the top tier of running backs, and I think you're going to have to pay for it. I think at this point we have Miles Sanders, Najee Harris that isn't doing anything. We got James Conner going down now, so a lot of running back situations have changed. Devontae Williams uh, is now dealing with more injuries than he's already dealt with before. So, I, competition I mean, in the
1: in the backfield too.
2: A lot of competition, so we'll see what happens there, but. I'm excited for what Montgomery has done. I think on this podcast, we were very strong feelings about him doing well in that offense. You know, he's in an offense that is top five so far through five games. You know, his O-line is really good as well. The situation honestly couldn't be better for him. And even when he was with the Bears, he was getting a lot of touches, but I think now with the offensive line that he has, you can just see his game flourishing. I I would love to see him catch some more passes, but we know Jameer Gibbs is going to handle a good amount of that. But, the bruiser running back for the Lions has proven to the fantasy – or sorry, the running back position for the Lions that is a bruiser is valuable in fantasy football. So I, I think you'll need to give up a first to go get him. I like Mingo. I think he has a lot of opportunities still ahead of him, but he just has not really done much to get his value up this up this season so far. And Carolina really hasn't done much except Adam Thielen. So I I think, it's, I think his price is a little bit lower.
0: Hmm. I have a question for you guys how old were you in 1991?
2: I was just a seedling I wasn't around
0: I was 6 and that's the last that's the last time the Detroit Lions were 4-1 and and you know what the fact of the matter is Nate we're going to kick it to you next I feel like you could find a Jonathan Mingo in every single draft class in Mm -hmm. the second or third round so you tell me what is the value on David Montgomery what are you thinking here
1: Man, I can't get behind all the Jonathan Mingo trash talk around here. Uh, not just yet, but I do think this is a good value uh, for David Montgomery. I think this is pretty accurate. Uh, Monty right now looks like a league winner. I mean, that's what it looks like. Now, Jamal Williams was the RB13 in PPR last year. If you play half PPR, he was in the RB8, so he was a top 12 running back. Um, like like Shev said, that role we know is fantasy productive. And right now, David Montgomery is playing um, just as good if not better than Jamal Williams was last mm-hmm. year. Um, Jameer Gibbs, while you know he did uh, miss a game with injury, he's just been kind of in his role. you know. And I think there's room for Gibbs to grow without negatively affecting Montgomery too much because Montgomery has his role locked in. Gibbs isn't going to take too much more of it. But Gibbs can become more of a pass catcher in that offense. They're going to start using him more in the receiving game. That's where he's going to grow. Montgomery's role is solid throughout the rest of this season. I don't know what it looks like in 2024, but right mm-hmm. now, Mine looks like a league winner. Um, you know, if you can acquire for a second, like an early second, I'm really happy with that. I don't mind throwing an extra player in, uh, maybe like a Josh Palmer and Elijah Moore, a wide receiver like that. Um, but David Montgomery, I really like this role. You know, Jamal Williams had 17 touchdowns last year. Um, David Montgomery looks on pace to get, to get just as many touchdowns. And he, Jamal Williams also a thousand yards last year. It's not like he was just getting touchdowns. He was also okay. rushing uh, Montgomery's on pace, I believe to get over a thousand yards as well. So, Looking like similar production, maybe even better. He's, he's definitely worth a second if you're contending a second plus a player. I like Jonathan Mingo, so I'll take one of those other wide receivers when I'm going after uh, David Montgomery. But definitely, definitely like this price.
0: And, Chev, in case you're wondering, the halfway point between the middle of Arizona and the middle of Pennsylvania is Asuna, Oklahoma. So if there's a Denny's there, we can meet up one day. But I hey. feel that the value for David Montgomery is actually higher than this right now. Here's why David Montgomery, like I told you in the offseason, has been better than advertised in his first season with Detroit. Six touchdowns in four games. Games talk much, and he's helping to keep Jameer Gibbs off the field. If you're looking to contend, you have to pay up for contributing running back. Running backs are hard to acquire, especially in season, which is why I hate to do it. That's why I don't do it. Jonathan Mingo, 13 catches, 112 yards, and zero touchdowns in four games this year. There's your slander, Nate. He hasn't done anything. I'm sorry. And this is why I say you could find another Jonathan Mingo in the draft. What I like some Jonathan Mingo shares? I actually would love to have some of them on my taxi squad. However, if I want to win and I have to move Jonathan Mingo, I'll do it. So I would pay up a 24 first to get him. But if I could get him for this price, I absolutely would do it. Boom. Chev. You talked before about George Pickens when Deontay Johnson went down. You said, mm-hmm. here's George Pickens' chance to show whether or not he could be an alpha wide receiver. I remember you saying that I mm-hmm. thought it was a fantastic point. So his current cost is what I like to call staggered first, a late 24 first, and a 24 second, 25 second, except there wasn't first there. It was just staggered years. Good job, Mike. So a late 24 first <laughs> and a 25 second. How do you feel about this? Higher, lower, accurate? Tell me.
2: Yeah, I think the value is a little higher than I'd like to pay at this moment. Um, I just think with the talent, yes, it's still there. But I still think it's a little bit boom or bust. There was a week where he didn't have many receptions and he didn't have many attempts thrown his way. And we saw that he had a bad game. You know, last week he caught a touchdown in the fourth quarter. That was 41 yards for a touchdown. Boosted it a little bit, but... And I just don't know what that offense really looks like. It really has not constantly been going on all cylinders. Yes, Deontay's out. I think Deontay, when he gets back, he's still going to get targeted heavily, even though we've seen Pickens play pretty well so far. But I'm really not willing to give up a first and a second at this point. I still think I'd give up a first. A late first would be the max I'd be willing to pay. Um, I don't know. I like the talent. I'm still worrisome. That he's just gonna be a guy that is gonna be boomer bust. And it's not something I feel consistently happy about putting into my lineup. Right now, I feel great because Deontay's out. Friar has literally been non existent this season. Mm-hmm. I think he had a touchdown and one catch in one game. Like, killing me. It, it's just been absolutely miserable for that Pittsburgh offense. Najee sucks. Like, it's been so bad. So, right now, I'm only willing to pay a late first. You know, maybe he shows up in the next few weeks while Deontay's out and keeps it going, but right now I'm sticking to my guns and only giving a late first for him.
0: The good news is Matt Canada can't screw anything up this week because the Steelers are on a bye week. <laughs> he it's might awesome. do it. He might do it. For the record, Mike Tomlin, if you are listening, now is the perfect time to fire Matt Canada and hire Byron Leftwich, who is currently unemployed. Do yeah. the right thing because now you have two weeks to install an offense that will do something mm-hmm. like squat so go for it. Nate, what are you thinking about this value right here? Higher, lower, accurate.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with Chev. You know, I think this is accurate if you need to, if you want to go buy George Pickens, but I think for me, my valuation of George Pickens is a little bit lower than this. I think just one first um is is where I value Pickens, kind of similar to where I valued him in the offseason. Um he has had a strong start to the season with Deontay uh, missing time. You know, he is wide receiver 13, I believe. Um, you know, so power to him there. But if you watch watch Steelers games, George Pickens runs a go-route every other route. And the routes he's not running a go-route, he's either running a post or he's running some other kind of clear-out route. Um, there's not a lot of variety there. As long as Matt Cannon is the offensive coordinator, I don't think that George Pickens, with Deontay Johnson back, is going to be a fancy you know, producer for your starting lineup. He's going to have some flex weeks where you are really happy to have him, but I think some weeks he's going to be so boomer bust with that offense because you've seen it this season, it's not been good. Mm-hmm. And Matt Canada, they have been committed to him. Mike Thomas has come out in support of Mike uh, Matt Canada. Uh, they continue to double down on this, and so there's no nowhere where he's going anytime soon. So you know, I like Pickens as a player. I liked him a lot coming into the NFL draft before he was drafted. Uh, but I just think the situation's not great for him. The offense as a whole is not very good, uh, and he's doing this right now without Deontay, without Frymuth. It's a great time to have him, but might be a great time to sell him too with those guys coming back into this offense. Um, Pickens, great contested catch ability, but you know, he he almost seems like a one trick pony to me. Um, Been very productive with it, but how long can that last once he has some competition for targets?
0: In case you're wondering, this is how head coaches get fired. When they are so adamant about an underperforming offensive or defensive coordinator Call Doug Peterson and ask him when he, before he was, Mike Tomlin's not going anywhere anytime soon. Just saying he was insistent on Press Taylor remaining the offensive coordinator. By the way, Press Taylor is now his offensive coordinator in Jacksonville, in case you're wondering. But Harry Roseman and Jeff Lurie wanted him gone. He said, I want him to stay. And there was other stuff going on there as well. But this is how you get on the path to getting fired. I know a lot of Steelers fans that are um, fed up with Mike Tomlin. But that being said, I do not want to pay this for George Pickens. Nate, you outlined a lot of good points here. 22 catches, 393 yards, two touchdowns in five games. If I'm paying two picks for a wide receiver, I do not want one that is attached to a Matt Canada offense. I will offer up a second, maybe a second and a third, a different wide receiver. I'm not going to actively try very hard to trade for any players that are in a Matt Cannon offense right now. And it's a shame because I like Frymuth. Chev, like you said before, he's killing me this season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely killing me. I have a lot of Najee Harris. I, you can't bench the guy because the second you do, he goes off for thirty points. It, it's killing me. Can't do this. Kenny Pickett has been a real big bust, even as my quarterback three. So mm-hmm. I'm not super interested in trading for Deontay. Jones. Well, I'm not interested in trading for him either. Or George Pickens. Okay.
1: So. I'm not really interested anyone in the Steelers right now. I mean, I love Deontay, but the Steelers' offense—you know—I'm not—I'm not looking to overpay or even pay up for anyone on that offense.
0: Deontay mm-hmm. might be the only one just to try to buy the injury dip right now. And going into a bye week, I know he wouldn't be playing anyway. But you know, people scramble going into bye weeks, and an injured player, maybe they're looking to get something back in their lineup. So he might be the only one because the value is there. But do me a mm-hmm. favor, hang tight. You can hear a word from our sponsors. Be right back. All right, that was enthralling, everybody. So welcome back, and let's talk about our next player, and that is Travis Etienne. By the way, his younger brother playing at Florida screws me over because now I don't know which one is Trevor and which one is Travis. <laughs> Too many T's. Pick a different name. So the cost for him currently is a late 24 first and a late 24 second. Chev, do you think the cost for this player is higher, lower, accurate? Keep in mind, Tank Bigsby is clearly Doug Peterson's guy because he drafted <laughs> it. so what are you doing travis Etienne? what do you think of this value
2: yeah i would love to pay this value for travis Etienne at this point i think it's about right i'm probably not selling him for this i love what he's been able to do this start of the season he's averaging 19 rushing touches and four targets each game so he's looking at 23 touches possibly each game love that three top 10 finishes in five weeks Yes, the offense has kind of looked a little shaky throughout the start of the season, but ETN honestly has been a bright spot so far in that offense. Honestly, in this last week, he seemed to look a little more explosive to me when he gets his touches. I don't know if that's him just being two weeks in England and the other team not being two weeks in England or whatnot, but he looked explosive. I love what I saw from him this last week. You know, yards per carry has been very shaky throughout the first five weeks, but He's still getting enough touches to make up for that uh, inconsistency there. He's in the top 10 offense that is sixth in rushing attempts. So I'm fine with g- giving up a late first and a second to upgrade my RB room, especially with the inefficiencies that we have seen so far in the NFL with running backs. I mean, if you look at the top 12 running backs, there is names there that I did not see coming. <laughs> There is, no. it's an absolute crap shoot at this point. If people told you to go get these guys, that they're going to be a top 12, keep listening to them. But I, I have no clue how some of these players are up there at this point. So crazy year so far in fantasy, but Travis Etienne is a guy that is averaging a bunch of touches. He's a workhorse back in that offense so far. They're going to continue to give him the football. So go trade your late first and your late second to go get him.
1: What about you? I think this is a, a great price for Travis Etienne, um, a first and a second. You know, if you need a running back, I think that's a great price to pay for Etienne. You know, I was one of the biggest Tank Bigsby supporters in the offseason. I still have a lot of faith in Tank Bigsby, but it's gonna it's gonna take a while because Etienne's getting the workhorse role right now, and that is is rare in this market. So, in the running back landscape that we have right now, to be able to find a guy that's going to get the touches that he's getting right now. Um, there's not many of them. So a first and a second, I think that's a good price to go after Travis Etienne. Once he gets to two firsts, I get a little hesitant because I do still like Tank Bigsby behind Travis Etienne. Um, not that he's going to overtake Travis Etienne, but I do think that Tank Bigsby at some point uh, finds some kind of role there beyond what he's had at this point where he's he's, he's only getting a couple carries a game. Um, so Travis Etienne, very productive so far this season. I like a first and a second if you need a running back. Um, this Jaguars offense is starting to get back into its groove. We saw it last year. It took a while for it to really materialize. It had a slow start, had a really good finish to the season. You know, they're already starting to move. And, you know, Ridley's starting to get into that offense. Christian Kirk's come back after a slow week one and just been great the rest of the season. Yeah. So I like what I'm seeing out of the Jaguars. ETN is a cog in that offense right now. I think a first and a second is pretty fair. So for me
0: personally, I do not want to pay this. And here's why. His tank, tank is Peterson's guy, remember Nate? But thank that you, makes, Mike, thank you. he also only has one touchdown less than ETN as well. <laughs> he's off to a slow ish start. he has got ninety five carries, three hundred ninety six yards, and three touchdowns, eighteen receptions for one forty four and zero. If I am paying this, I want a guy who, although he's not up there right now, okay, he's climbing his way back up the board. It's currently running back nine. ETN is currently running back four. If I could turn this offer into DeAndre Swift who does not have the competition behind him like a Tank Bigsby. Boston Scott ain't it. Kenny Gainwell, they liken his role. And Rashad Penny can't even get on the field. I think I could probably pay even less for DeAndre Swift, hedging against what I said in the summer when I said to sell him. But looking, you have to change the way you play the game. Sometimes you got to move things around. If I could do that in an offense that I think is going to be a better offense rest of season, that's not just me being a homer, but that's me being realistic. That's what I would do. Now, if I was intent on trying for ETN, what I would do is I would try two seconds first or a single first. I don't want to try to do a first and a second. I'm okay with two seconds or one first. That's where I'm at. I've also been advocating for hating trading for running backs in season. Yes, you have. Because it's hard to do. Being I think same. ETN
1: gives you a little bit of that right now production, while still giving you that dynasty, you know, window two or three years with a running back, which you know is is rare. So you know, I think that's that's why I'm willing to pay you know a second on top of first, you know, not have too much of a problem with that because you're getting the production, You're getting someone that fit, you know still fits a timeline of two three years. Uh, you know, one of the things I was worried about with uh, ETN was whether he would keep the receiving work because that's where exactly. Tank thinks he was getting a lot of work in the preseason. Uh, as you said, Mike, you know, 18 receptions through the five games so far. So he's getting the receiving work as long as that stays. Um, you know, he's obviously doing just fine on the ground. But fantasy-wise, as long as he gets the receiving work, he's one of the top running backs in the season. That's why I've been most excited with his yeah. his pass catching, honestly.
0: And you said Tank got the receiving work in preseason. He has zero receptions while Dearness Johnson has three.
1: Yeah. Jamal so, Agnew. We'll when's, the, when's, when's the Jaguars by, Mike? Do you know? Because we see rookies – you know, usually take off after a bye week. So, Ooh. I don't know when that bye week is for the Jaguars, but we might see Tank Bigs be on passing downs after that bye week. Ooh. You know, it usually takes guys a while. Week nine? Ooh, hey. Right. Anthony
0: Richardson's out. They play the Colts this week. We got a Gardner-Minchu revenge game coming. Ooh, Ooh. thank you. Out, out, NFL. I can't wait. So, we talked about this previously, maybe. At some point, Nate and I talked about it. If you were going to buy Sam LaPorta, how would you do that? Ladies and gentlemen, you're tight end 1 on the season. So, how does one buy in on this guy right now? What's it going to take? Is it even possible? <laughs> and Bob put a note on here, signed one sad AF non-Sam LaPorta <laughs> manager, to which I replied, "Hey Bob, I have lots of LaPorta because when people were taking Tank Bigsby in round 2, I was taking the tight end 1." <laughs> ah, hey, Christian mr christian on the draft clock so chev let's start it off with you that was good, good. what are you <laughs> that going was to good. do to try to trade for sam laporta
2: yeah honestly at this point i think you're looking at giving up a first and a second round pick especially in tight end premium is where i'm looking at um the guy has just been an absolute stud so far i mean i can remember watching film for him the first time uh, when Nate sent the sheet out, and I was like, "Holy crap! This guy's a human wrecking ball, physical in all aspects of his game." And it, the best part about it to me is you could just see him reading the defenses and finding these small places to get in where the quarterback can see him and get the first down on a lot of these passes and gain yard and gain yards with some yaks. So, sadly, we're not going to be able to get him in the fourth round like Mox was showing a while back, but. That was a fun time. I I really love Sam Laporta. I like his game. I'm a little worried possibly to see what happens once we see that offense in full strength with Williams, with Amirah St. Brown, and with the running backs as well. I I don't know. I I worry that maybe it's just a little stimulated at the moment, but I still think there's plenty of opportunity for Sam Laporta in this offense. He's already tied in one usually don't see the, the tight ends come out until season three for them. So I'm excited. I think he can t- continue to be a top five tight end. You know, I just do have a little bit of worries as they've only thrown the 21st amount of pass attempts throughout the season so far. Maybe that goes up. I know last year they were at the top, but their defense seems to be a, a, a decent amount better this upcoming or this season. So they're not having to play from behind as much as they did. So, that's a little worrisome, but I love the talent from Sam Laporta. If I had to give up a first and second to compete and get a guy that I can count on, I think I'm fine with doing so at this point.
1: Nate, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also just straight off the rip. I'm also good with the first and the second. Like I, I'm more than willing to pay that for Sam Laporta because mm-hmm. the production that he's had through his first couple games, you no, know, it's, it's historical and you know even if the if the production does go down when that offense gets back to full strength you still have a tight end that produced so well uh so early on that you feel really confident about them and we know tight ends play you know well into the 30s so if if sam laporta you know is off to this historic start and you know he really passes the eye test too you know it's not just the box scores the eye test as well um i remember um Chef, when I sent that that sheet out with Sam Laporta, you know when I went to go scout him, you know I was seeing him as a you know potential fourth rounder, fifth rounder, in the NFL draft. That's what many of the uh, message boards were saying. Mm-hmm. I had a second round grade on him, and I thought I might have been a little crazy for that. And then uh, as the offseason went through, you know uh, he ended up getting getting drafted there. So um, the the talents there, the production's there. I love it. I'm willing to pay a first and a second. The production might go down this year, but. You know, I don't know if you can rely on a rookie tight end to have yeah. top level production. So anything you get close to that is incredible at this point. Um, you know, you want to get on in early because you're expecting another 10 years about this guy already, which I is, can remember just crazy.
2: I can remember when we first started watching him, man. We were just so excited for him. We just saw the talent, it was immensely great. And it was just it was everybody bumped him up right after that. Once we mm. saw what he was. I think he was in all of our top three tight ends pretty easily at that point, yeah. I feel like. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to say we were on that one from the get-go, I feel like. So that's good. Yeah, he, was, he
1: just looks so good in contrast to the rest of the Iowa offense. Yeah. He was so much faster, athletic, just smooth. That Iowa to do.
0: <laughs> is rough. Also, 28.3% of his snaps out
1: wide, mm-hmm. which is
0: impressive for a rookie tight end. An 85.7% contested catch rate. Yeah, Eight fantastic. catches of over 20 yards or more. And his not average bad. depth of target is only 6.8 yards. So he's getting it done before and after and during the catch. The I think you might have to pay more in a tight end premium. People know yeah. what they got. They're not going to let him go cheap. Um, you might be paying two firsts. If I had to, if I really wanted him, if I was that gung-ho, I think I would possibly do it. I would try to use him. I would try to use the leverage of players like Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, mm-hmm. DJ Atkinson. And I would try to talk my way into a teardown situation. May or may not work. Um, so if I could do, like, if I could move, say, Travis Kelsey and get Sam LaPorta in a second in a tight end premium league, get younger, get some additional capital, I would love to do that.
1: Um, yeah, I, you know. Mike, I think you might have to tear up as well to get Sam Laporta. I didn't mention it, but I, I down here, you know, a first round pick plus a tight end, because you know, if, if with Sam Laporta already creating so much production for a lineup, you know, Sam Laporta is in someone's lineup right now. So mm-hmm. if you're going to trade for him, you need to it's give give them a tight end that you know they they like back mm-hmm. in addition to the first round pick. So some tight ends, I thought you might be able to package with a first round pick. Maybe I don't know. Laporta's just a hard guy to trade for right now. But Cole Komet, Pat Frymouth, Luke Musgrave, maybe even Dallas Goddard with a first round pick. I think that's the price you're gonna to have to pay to get Sam Laporta. Ooh,
0: I agree. And every every place I have Laporta, he is in my starting lineup. I I made it work somehow. Because hey guys, you could have to flex tight ends too. So yep. for one last time, Chev, let's do a scrub pick'em of the week with let's go you. Let's go and look at last one, and that was Sam Howe. And higher, lower, 13 and a half yards rushing. <laughs> we all chose higher. He had 19 yards. And by the way, he was the team's leading rusher with 19 yards. Wow. Brian Robinson had, I believe, six carries for 10 yards. Antonio Gibson did not record a rushing attempt. He thinks he's she.
1: playing wide receiver now. Yeah. yeah. Gibson. He um, lined out wide in the slot a bunch. He did. He was wondering, I'm
0: 5-0 and oh in the season. Chev is 3-0. and oh. Nate, 4-1. and one. Josh First, and one game. One. First
1: game. First game. Gosh. Yeah. Then, see the Josh Reynolds breakout season, Nate. What is our scrub pick 'em of the week? Yeah, I want to just mention once again scrub pick 'em of the week. Currently undefeated, you've won money following us here doing these scrub pick 'ems. Mm-hmm. It works. Can we make it six in a row, guys? Can we make it six in a row? Well, there's no feature this week, so. We're just going to give you the scrub pick. You got to go pick one of your own. I'll actually give you one that I like afterwards. But the scrub pick that we are going to be looking at is Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims, guys. We love Marvin Mims around here. We've seen mm-hmm. the production. I believe he leads the league in yak per reception, and yards per reception, um, impasser rating per reception, just everything. The problem is not getting used a lot. Is he going to get used a lot this week with the Denver Broncos versus the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, guys. The you know the higher or lower the contest here is, is 18 and a half receiving yards. He's only got to catch like one pass right to get Jeez. that the way he's been playing. So what do you guys think? 18 and a half for Marvin Mims, higher or lower receiving yards this week against the Chiefs.
0: I mean, his yards per game is 49.2. He's averaging 20.5 yards per target. Give me higher, <laughs> please. Chev talk some sense in the underdog.
2: Yeah, after a big week from OU as well, you know, the Sooner Magic was on full display. I think we see that with Marvin Mims this week. I think we're looking at least over 50 yards from him. So I'm going higher pretty easily here. And, you know, who knows? Maybe one of those wide receivers get injured and he go for 100. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mims has already hit 100 this this year. The second game of the year, he had 113 receiving yards. He's hit this, um, you know, higher Three of the last four games. The last game, you had one reception for four yards. Not worried about that against the Chiefs. The Broncos have to throw the ball. It's gonna probably going to, Chiefs gonna score a lot of points against that, that defense. So I'm also going um higher here with Marvin Mims. And if you want to pair this with another contest, another pick'em, one I like right now for the game on Thursday night is 30 and a half receiving yards for Rashi Rice. Rashi Rice has looked really good so far this season um, in that offense. He's playing the slot. And he is like the not the starting slot yet, but he's seeing a lot of slot snaps and been productive. Has been one of their better wide receivers. Thirty and a half receiving yards. I can tell you right now, you know, thirty three last week, thirty two the week before that, fifty nine the week before that. I'm feeling pretty good about thirty and a half. All right.
2: He he could be their best wide receiver in the next few weeks, in my I, opinion. I, I think he I'm has actually, the talent pretty, 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 pretty easily. Pretty.
0: No. How dare you say that about a team that rosters both Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony? <laughs> and Marquez oh. Valdez scantling I think, is still there.
2: Yeah, he's yep. there. Yep. Right.
0: And you know, Taylor Swift is sometimes yeah, in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: I in my in my work pick 'em, I put eight and a half for Taylor Swift mentions this week, and I'm not sure that's enough.
0: I take the higher. <laughs> yeah, take the way I, higher. Yeah. The, yep. <laughs> quadruple it. Uh, I do realize that uh, the Eagles play the Chiefs on primetime Sunday night I'm going to have to mute it and listen to Merrill Reese in my quick hopefully it syncs up with my TV that's who calls the games for 94.1 WISP if you're not from the area and if you are go birds but that being said that is all we have the time for today Chef thank you for the four amazing years that you put in at the Dynasty Rewind you're always family you're always welcome back on Just text away. So until next time, for Chev, for Nate, I'm Mike. Thank you again, everybody. Your favorite Dynasty fantasy football podcast has partnered with your favorite and the best fantasy platform in the business. Sleeper. With sleeper picks, you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. With sleeper picks, you can play pick'ems, higher and lower, and much more. When you use the code Rewind, you get access to pregame and in-game NFL, MLB, NBA, and college teams right on your mobile device all on your favorite fantasy sports app anytime. So get your 100% match today by heading to Sleeper Picks in the Sleeper app today and use the code Rewind for a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. The minimum deposit is $10. <laughs> Until next time, everybody. For my faithful co hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.